Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of the Covenant Eyes podcast. I'm Karen Potter, one of your hosts today. I am also joined by Brandon Clark. I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce our guest and then our topic, and then let's jump right in. We've got Jeff Durina, who is the founder of MenUnplugged.net, which is a ministry focused on discipling men and their families. I'm a big fan because I'm a big fan of men in particular, and especially men's ministry. So, Jeff, thanks so much for being on with us today. Hey, guys, thank you so much um, for that awesome introduction. I'm excited for the program and, and just love what you guys do as well. So let's get this thing going. Absolutely. You know, our topic today, Jeff, is the top five barriers to freedom from porn. And so I want to give a high level overview of these barriers. But then one of the things that we'll get into is how we talk about the top five, but you can really boil it down into one main thing that uh, people struggle with. So can you just give us like that, that 50,000 foot overview of those top five barriers and what we're talking about here? Well, the top five barriers that I, you know, that, that come to my mind when I think about that, um, and we're going to talk about the overall one as well, but the first one to me is distractions. And I would say noise. And there's a lot of distractions that we have in society today. And, and, and the thing about noise is it's not getting softer. I mean, they're just getting louder and louder. That's just how it is um, on a typical day, 24-7. Uh, so that's the first one. The second one is pride. And when I say that, I sense that myself, you know, um, the next one is a lack of accountability. And then the fourth one um, that I see as a barrier is failing to accept the grace that God has given us. And then the last one is not fleeing um, from temptation. It's kind of hanging around those particular areas that, you know, are really um, going to cause you to fall prey to the stronghold of porn. That one's a really interesting one, that last one. Can you dive a little deeper into that aspect of not fleeing from temptation? Because you know, it seems like counter to what we would think we should do of like temptation comes and like run in the other direction. Yeah, I, that's a great question, Brandon. And I, I would tell you that a part of that um, and that not fleeing from temptation, that's, you know, avoiding the situation. To me, that goes right in here to talking about distractions and noise and um and it's not to talk too much about my book, but one of the things that I just wrote about a year ago was this book called Cut Through the Noise. And it's how to eliminate the hurry, remove distractions that connect with God. And one of the biggest distractions is pornography. It is a temptation. It's a distraction. It's what that is telling us is that we are getting off balance. We're not connecting with the Lord. We're losing focus and we are being attracted to or buy something else that's not good for us, other than that's something that is good for us, like a quality relationship, or or obviously the best relationship is our time with Jesus, okay? So one of those, when we talk about avoid temptation, think about, um, I can give you two biblical examples right now. Think of uh, Joseph when he fled from Potiphar's wife, when she was trying to tempt him. He left the situation. He avoided it entirely. But on the other hand, Samson, here's this Nazarite. He was supposed to, you know, be this stellar picture of what you're supposed to do. But what did he do? He hung around. He stuck around. He he took the bait. He hung around Delilah. And what happened? He committed adultery, ended up losing his favor with the Lord. And then eventually what? He died. But the thing is, is practically, if we think about avoiding a temptation, 
I can just tell you real quick that for me, what I had to do years ago was I had to stop watching sporting events entirely, whether it was going to them or watching them on TV. And the reason why was cheerleaders. You know, they call a timeout before they go to the commercial and they're going to show cheerleaders or whatever. So I just said, you know what, instead of me turning off the TV or, or putting trust in myself to turn the TV off, I said, you know what, I'm just not going to watch them at all. And since then, now I don't have that temptation of watching cheerleaders. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I absolutely see that. And I, I love the the part where you're talking about the noise all around us, because I think we, you know, sometimes we, it's idols that we're chasing after, you know, money right. or careers or hobbies or, you know, just all these things that are taking up space in our heads and in our minds and in our time. Um, you know, what are some of the strategies that we can use to get that noise kind of, you know, under control? Because it is all consuming, especially with technology. My gosh, the noise, the bings, the dings all day long. People are pinging us, right? Yeah, absolutely. I love that question right there, Karen. In fact, uh, I actually just did a talk to a men's breakfast. It was it was a massive men's breakfast on Saturday. They had like three screens for the PowerPoint slides. And then um, I gave two messages to a school, to the parents and to the kids. And I want the listeners to understand right now that noises don't just affect men. They affect women. They affect kids. I mean, this is a society that we're in. And so when you mentioned information there, Karen, one of the things I put in that book is that I think the biggest distraction that we have right now is information. I mean, we have a constant flood. It's almost like that, that picture of a fire hydrant, water's coming out. I mean, it's just shooting at us all the time. Email, text messages, advertisements, uh, phone calls, stuff on your computer. I mean, it's coming at us 24-7, and we're supposed to digest this at light speed more than we ever have before. It's impossible. So it's no wonder why we're overwhelmed, why, we're, why we feel stuck, why we feel like, you know what, I'm just always behind the eight ball. Is that kind of what I'm making sense? So um, to me, the biggest idol worship that we have in America today, and, and maybe argue this across the, across the globe, is information. Hmm. It's sending, receiving, consuming, and uh, creating this information. Think about social media, information. I mean, the Internet has sped up the flow and the reception of information, Correct. Oh, yeah. Social media has done the same thing. So in a way, we as human beings are hardwired for what? Instant gratification. Mm, Yeah. Think about the automobile and the airplane. What they've done is they've they've allowed us to travel to and from our destination. And, you know, people we don't like, it's to get away quicker, right? (laughs) But um, or to go to the Bahamas, like some people. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, exactly. But if if you think about information, uh, and and I put this in the book, um, and I do have a special offer for you guys, for the listeners, and we can talk about that now or or whatever on this book. But here's the thing. One of the biggest um, information that's coming at us all the time is advertisements. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is marketers have discovered that we are receiving, Karen, you, Brandon, every one of your listeners, including me, each one of us, over 4,000 advertisements a day. Now, wow. is that just crazy? That, that, to me, that is just screaming at me noise. Yeah. Okay. And I actually did a test on this where I drove on, to a doctor's appointment, you know, a 30-minute doctor's appointment. 
Anywhere in the Metroplex here, I live in the Dallas area, and it takes at least 30 minutes to get somewhere. Even in my mailbox, it takes 30 minutes. That's how much you have to drive. <laughs> but um, I'm joking there, maybe 20 minutes. But anyway, I'm joking again. But anyway, so just on that 30-minute trip right there, I took my phone out. And you know, he have the notes app, and you can hit one, and it's kind of like a tally mark. I turn on the radio, and I'm driving down the road, and I'm just looking at an advertisement, whether it's a sign of a restaurant or it's a sticker on somebody's back of their car or it's a license plate that has that, you know, the car dealership on it or whether it's a, a advertisement I heard on the radio. And in that 30 minute period of time, I heard over 400 advertisements. Wow. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That is crazy. Okay. So, so with that, and with that, we have to think about this issue of noise why are we so attracted to noise? I talked about instant gratification, right? Mm-hmm. That's one. And it really boils down to, this is something I put in the book. It's called the pleasure pain principle. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that or not, but mm-hmm. we want to avoid as much pain as we can. And we want to gain as much pleasure as we can. And so what we think a lot of times in terms of pornography or another temptation or sin, mm-hmm. what we think is that, particular sin we think that's going to give us more pleasure than pain okay (laughs) but what's happening is that particular sin or whatever you want to talk about what that's doing is it creates more pain and it takes away the ultimate pleasure of our time with the lord does that kind of make sense yeah for sure it does and you know i I wonder too what the role of fatigue plays in this, Jeff, you know, if we're so bombarded by noise, you know, I'm looking at the idea of like struggling with pornography. Are we so fatigued to that? It's just like, we turn to that for the pleasure because we're just so exhausted. Am I hitting on something there? Man, that's a great point. I I love that you said that, Brandon. I'm like, did you read that page in my book? That's really good. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) no, I mean, if you think about it, if you think about Let's talk about pre-COVID. Okay, let's talk about pre-2020 where most people were going to work, right? They're having to drive mm-hmm. to work, come back home. Okay, and let's not even talk about if you have kids or not because that's mm-hmm. a whole entirely different aspect where now it's not just your schedule, it's your kid's schedule that just keeps growing and growing and growing, right? Their yep. social calendar. But let's say pre-2020, okay? When you're driving to work and you're coming back home, what happens a lot of times is people are so wiped out They're so just so stressed, so overwhelmed from that day that they come home and they're like, you know what? Let me watch that one hour, two hour show. And that's going to make me feel better. But what that does is it creates procrastination, creates delay. It creates this sense in your mind like, you know what? It's okay if I watch that show that maybe has some images that I really shouldn't be watching that aren't really good for me. They're going to help me go. They're going to push me down a um a, a path that I don't need to be as opposed to something that's healthy, spending more time with your quality time with friends and family. And I'm talking about healthy relationships here or spending time with the Lord. So yes, fatigue plays a massive amount into this because what's happening is we're saying to overcome that pain. We think we have to veg in front of a TV because we think that's going to give us more pleasure. But what actually happens, studies have shown us that when you watch TV, it makes you more tired. 
Hmm, I wish that was the case when <laughs> I couldn't go to sleep at night. I could watch TV and be more tired. <laughs> that never happens. And that's why I have those glasses now that I think cut out the blue light the because they said that, yeah, yeah what, what they say is when you watch those images, your mind is continuing to be activated now yeah. that it's harder to slow down when you actually go to sleep. Yeah, no, it makes a ton of sense. You know, it's funny because when you were talking a little bit, uh, something rang true in church this past weekend. Our pastor was talking about kind of this this principle, but he said, we do what we do because we want what we want. We want what we want because we think what we think. And it's like, you know, all of the noise and all of the commotion in our head, you know, it makes me wonder to, in addition to this pleasure pain um, kind of avenue, is it also because it, I, I mean, all of those messages are designed to make us kind of think narcissist, you know, it's like, well, mm. you know, it's all about me. Like I, you know, I need this food. It'll make me feel better. I need this show because it'll make me feel better, you know, give me pleasure, all of these things. So I'm just wondering, is part of that playing into this, like in this constant um, narcissist kind of environment that we seem to kind of live in? It's all about me. It's all about me being happy. It's all about how I feel when really it's about, you know, serving God and helping others and then looking inside ourselves. You know, I mean, like we should be third on the chain, not not first. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. I mean, that's a little bit you're talking there about pride. And and I think we all have that. I don't think we're ever going to escape that. At least I know I never will. You know, <laughs> I mean, I try as best as I can. I mess up more uh, and I do more wrong each day than I do right. But but here's the thing on that note, what I would say is this, is that society, the world is feeding into that every second. Um, in fact, I just the the message I gave to the at the men's breakfast. I said, guys, look, I'm going to start this conversation out here, this talk, by telling you something completely different than the world tells you. Okay, and I'm sure your listeners are going to be okay with this because they are they they, you, they subscribe to Covenant Eyes and they have their membership because they want the best out of life. So here's here's what the world says: in order for you to be significant and important, you have to be more, do more, buy more. You have to sell more. You have to um, be strong. You have to be super strong. You have to look good. Now, in terms of me, and you have to have all this hair. In terms of me, you can see I don't have my hair. <laughs> I would love to have that back. Trust me. I would love to have that back. But I don't have that choice, right? I just don't have that choice. So I just keep moving on. But also, it says you have to have a fancier car. You have to have a bigger house. You have to have all these items. It's why so many of these online shopping sites are just doing so well. Think of Amazon. What is it? Instant gratification. I can get what I want as quick as I want right now. In fact, in the 21st century, Karen and Brandon, now is not fast enough. Think about yeah, that. It's true. Now is not fast enough. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this right now. But here's the thing. To break through all that, to break through pornography, to get, overcome this barrier, I believe that God has given us a way to do that. Number one is through our relationship with Jesus Christ. Secondly, it's through his word. And I believe, and I'm not trying to plug my book here, but I believe that God has given us this four-step system in this book, okay? Um, so here's the thing. In order to be more, to do more, to have more, and I'm talking about the stuff that really matters, your time with Jesus, breaking through all these distractions, all these these sins, the temptations, breaking through pornography, okay, and spending more quality time with him and others and fulfilling and living out God's calling on your life, here's the thing. All you have to do is do less. 
do less. And what that means is you're breaking through all that noise so you can spend the time with the Lord and get the game plan from him so you could be rested. Think about, am I going too long on this answer? No, not at all. This okay. is good. Well, think about this. I played sports growing up and I've, I've coached sports and I don't know if you guys have played sports or not. Have you guys ever played sports or coached? You, you, yep, y- y'all look both healthy. I'm sure y'all have done it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now, one of the things that the coach calls a timeout for is what? So the players can rest. Correct? The other reason, the really the biggest reason that your coach calls a timeout, or maybe there's a listener right now listening that is a coach. The reason they call the timeout is because they want to give the players a better game plan. They want to reset. They want to renew, recharge, so that if that team is losing, they want to give a better game plan. So they're like, hey, we have a strategy now to win. Or if they're winning, they want to keep that strategy and maintain it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that's the idea here of cut through the noise, these four steps. It's giving yourself that personal timeout where you can reflect and say, you know what? This is what God's telling me I need to do. This is why I'm so stuck into these things. In fact, this book tells you why you're drawn to the distraction of porn, why we're drawn to distractions. And what it does is through that, it shows you exactly how to take how to take it away, how to remove it. But here's the biggest thing. When you remove something, you can't remove it with another distraction. You have to remove it with something that's going to draw you closer to the Lord. I love this response. And and I was just looking off to my right. I have a, a banner that has a scripture verse on it from Exodus that says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. And it's so hard to sit still. But, you know, I, even that coaching analogy, Jeff, was really good because we really just don't know how much time we have left. So if we live like it's the last five seconds of the game and we are having that game plan, that's a pretty good way to live, recognizing that we only have so much time. And so we should seek to be our best as much as possible and, and constantly strive to be better and better. Looking at it from that, that coaching mentality, you know, one of the things that you talked about as far as a, a barrier to freedom from porn is not having accountability or those quality mm-hmm. friendships. That coach who can set you down and say, hey, you got to stop shooting and you got to start passing the ball, you know, because this guy's on fire. What does that look like? And what advice would you have to those listening about that particular area? Well, it's funny you you gave that analogy about basketball. I'm like, man, I was a shooting guard in high school. I don't know. I didn't like get, passing it too much. You know, <laughs> but sometimes I had, you know, our biggest play was we, you know, there was a guy that was six foot eight. So the basically the players were throwing it down to him the whole time. And I'm like, hey, if I had an open shot, you know, we passed it to him 50 times a day. Can we take one shot? <laughs> but um, the analogy there. Um, or really to answer that question is, yeah, to me, I think accountability is kind of like that invisible superpower because it's now it's not just you that's, you know, striving to get better, to break through. But it's just like you've got this other person that's pushing you, that's motivating you to do that. And and for me, I see accountability as it's that extra drive. It's like, man, I really value this other person that's holding me accountable And because of that, I'm going to push harder to get through this. 
So I, I love that point about that because now it's not just you, you're part of this bigger team. I think that's so important as somebody that played sports as well. I just, that team, you've got to have a team. Like, I mean, there's just no getting through these tough times and challenges and specifically things like pornography and other addictions that we struggle with. We've got to have people on our side, on our team, not only cheering for us and, you know, calling us up and calling us out when we need it, but also just to be at, you know, be in the game with us because life's hard and there's just a lot of challenges and we need people that we can play back and forth off of. So I love that analogy. And I think accountability is really, really critical to that process. Um, Jeff, where you, I, you mentioned your book a couple of times. I was just going to say, um, do you have a website or something that we can direct people to, to, so they can take a look at this amazing book that we keep referencing? Well, absolutely. I'm going to tell you that. And I would, I would okay. add to that. Um, let me say this. I want to add to this because what I've seen is when we have this accountability, we got to be willing to take the counsel and not advice because that's a lot different because counsel means that I'm going to take your wisdom and I'm going to do something with it. Advice means, well, thanks for telling me, but you know what? I may not apply that. So we have to take the counsel and not the advice. So I I hope that was making sense when I said there Um, in terms of the website, guys, I have a special offer for you guys, anyone through covenant eyes here listening to this program today, um, if you go to jeffjarina.com forward slash noise, and I'm going to spell that out because my name sometimes is hard to say, even myself, <laughs> but uh, it's J-E-F-F and then J-E-R-I-N-A.com forward slash noise. And you can get the paperback. You can get the ebook there. And when you do that, enter the code E-Y-E-S for eyes and you get 30% off. So I, I, wow. I'm, I'm hoping wow. that I want to do that for you guys. Um, because I really want more people. Here's the book. I really want more people to get this because absolutely, this is this is the state of affairs that we're in today, mm. and we need help to break through this stuff. Because the, here's the truth of the matter: the enemy, Satan, is not playing nice. Mm-mm. The world and lust of the flesh they don't they do not play nice. They do not care. So we got to have something, a shield. We got to have a game plan. We got to have something that gets us in the gap, that gets us past it, over that hill, so we can be in there in that close relationship with the Lord, and we can break through all these temptations, and especially the temptation, the sin of pornography. Absolutely. And Satan, I mean, he's the author of confusion, right? And in that noise, mm. often there's confusion. We we are, you know, we're off track. We're not, you know, sticking to the plan. We're just chasing our tail. You know, there's so much confusion usually when there's a lot of noise. Um, Absolutely. What inspired you to write this book? Was there like a pivotal moment or was it just kind of looking around at the lay of the land, seeing that all the marketing, I mean, even our news, you know, and our other outlets that, you know, we get information, they're marketing to us. They all have a message, whether you're a CNN or a Fox News fan, you're getting marketed to one agenda or another. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's not political. That's just reality. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, was it just looking around and seeing it or was there something really pivotal that happened? in your life or in someone you knew that just kind of led you to write this book? You basically answered the whole thing, but... (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Karen. Uh, Way to go. (laughs) No, that was really good. I I, I mean, you guys are are phenomenal at this. I really love this because you guys are... I can tell when I'm when I'm on a show. I can tell if they prepped or not. You guys are doing a fantastic job. I want you guys to know that, um, and I really mean that. And your listeners are probably like, "Yeah, Jeff, we already know that. They're great. We already know." <laughs> but um, 
but yeah, to answer that question, what happened to me, and I'll go as fast as I can. What happened to me in 2018 was um, I was in the, right now in the process of we just launched the Men Unplugged show. I actually recorded 40 episodes before I launched the show. And so I was just starting to launch all those episodes. Okay. Um, and so I just launched the, that. I was in the process of writing my first book, Faith Without Fear. Okay. And I was running a small business, still being a husband, still being a dad. So I had all these hats that I was wearing. Now, that sounds great, right? It sounds like, oh, well, he's writing a Christian book. He's doing a Christian talk show. He should be close to the Lord. The reality was I wasn't. Yeah. And the reason why was when the show came out, I was trying to advertise. I was trying to market. You just mentioned that, Karen, about noises. I was trying to do all that in social media, through Google, everything, just to let people know how we could help men and their families. Okay. And so one night, it was a Friday night, it was in the fall, and it was probably about 7, 7.30 p.m. And every Friday night, my family and I, we have this tradition called movie night, pizza night. And what we do is we make pizzas, and then we watch a movie, okay? Well, actually, one show I said we made movies and, made, and watched pizzas. I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but we make, we make pizzas, we watch movies, and for whatever reason, when the pizzas were in the oven, I went outside, and I just looked at the stars, and tears started to come down my face. And it was in that moment that I felt the Lord impress upon me. He said, Jeff, you've been cutting through the noise in the secular world. But what you haven't been doing is cutting through all the noise in your life to get to me. And it was just like, bam. Hmm. Just like, you know, when the Lord gets you and you're like, okay, whoa. And so what happened was, rather quickly, thankfully, the Lord showed me this four-step system. And the one word that came to my mind came from Psalm 4610. It says, be still and know that I am God. Yes. And that word still means to be still in your soul and your spirit, to stop striving, to stop worrying about all the trials, the struggles, the, the drama, the crazy, and all the cast of characters that we deal with today. Stop doing that, but rest to pause. And so, and I don't have time to talk about these steps here, but that word rest, the four steps come off that word. And it was in there that what's really cool. I want I, what I learned here about um, one of the things I learned that was so cool about what Jesus does is this thing called law of velocity. You remember the first miracle he ever did where he turned uh, water into wine. You remember that? When he, well, he turned it into the best wine. Okay. It wasn't a day old wine or a, a month old wine. It was age wine, maybe 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. We don't know. But in that one second, two seconds that he did that, he turned it into age wine, the law of velocity. And how do we know that? Because the guest at that party came up to the host and said, wow, nobody's ever done this before. You gave us, you saved the best wine for last. And so that's, I hope that's encouragement to your listeners that in Jesus Christ, trusting in the Lord, he can speed up bust you through this barrier of pornography quicker than you can do on your own. Love it, Jeff. We'll uh, put links to the uh, your podcast, menunplugged.net. We'll put links to the book and everything in the show notes. Just want to thank you so much for being on with us today. As we close, what final thoughts would you have for our listeners about uh, cutting through the noise? Let's just say that. Now, I think maybe the last one here is 
Um, by the way, I really appreciate you guys uh, having me on the show. It was a true honor and a blessing. And uh, I'm stalling right now. I'm trying to think of the answer here. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would say I would close with one of the things that, that I put towards the end of the book. And that is, as best we can, we need to try to not be controlled by the demands and distractions of the world, but live a life that's devoted to God. And I think if we can, we can apply that every day, all these other things, you know, it just, everything just kind of comes into place. That's awesome. Jeff, thanks so much for being on with us today. And again, for all of our listeners, we'll put the links to his website, his book, his podcast in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. Karen, as we wrap up, what's your biggest takeaway today? There was a lot of good takeaways, but, uh, you know, Jeff, you brought up the four really pinnacle pieces to this. And I, I'm just intrigued. Actually, I need to read your book. I'm going to be fully honest here. I have not read your book, so I need to get on that because I'm intrigued. I am a person. I'm a, I'm a very active person. I like to get things done. And so, and I'm type A, so I'm always doing more than I probably need to and should. And so noise is a problem I deal with. And I'm very intrigued by the four-step process to kind of get that noise under control because from time to time it needs to it needs to be smacked back down so i'm really excited about that so my takeaway is i have homework to do i gotta read your book so that's <laughs> oh, my awesome. that's my so takeaway how about you brandon uh my, mine's kind of the opposite uh it's stillness i live in the country in minnesota right so we get three months of nice weather and then it goes below freezing not really. But um, but yeah, there's there's always so much to do. And it just reminds me that I, I told my wife when we moved out here, you know, you can find as much work to do in the country as you want to. Like if you want to find work, you'll find work. But I do want to take time to sit and watch the sunset and watch the sunrise and just enjoy this little piece of heaven that we have here. And so I think it just goes back to that stillness of, of recognizing the need to slow down, to be still, not just to enjoy relationships with family, but to even just encounter God in that stillness. So that's, that's my biggest takeaway. So from all of us to all of you, thanks so much for joining us again for the Covenant Eyes podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much and God bless you.